guys, you are tuned to the Nudge Health Podcast and I'm your host, Christine Dirito. Welcome to episode 34. And this episode is a continuation of the last, so I continue the conversation with Nika, where we are talking about nutrition and diabetes. But like I mentioned, this is not just for people who are living with diabetes, because we basically cover how to have a healthy diet and how to adopt a healthy lifestyle and we ended it last talking about uh, weight management and here now we start with people who are within normal bmi and mika explains why it is important that one you look beyond your bmi most times bmi is is ideal if you are a group of people who we are trying to screen but if it is an individual then you're better off knowing your body composition as opposed to your bmi also gives a lot of other tips that people can implement including nudges that could help you adopt a healthy lifestyle and these are things that you incorporate in your day-to-day life and also why some things you may think about as being an, a result of uh, or rather as an effect of your genetics may not be so there is so much to learn on this episode and of course it's Mika he's entertaining so a bit of laughs here and there but lots of learning. So do listen to the very end. So now I want to move to people who have type 2 diabetes mm. and uh, their weight is within the normal quote-unquote BMI. Mm-hmm. Now you have been doing body composition. Yes. And I want you to discuss the body composition versus BMI, because what we are seeing right now, Mm -hmm. there are people who are considered quote-unquote lean, but I say quote-unquote lean because it is basically by looking at them that they appear lean and small, and then also even by doing BMI, their BMI is between what is considered healthy. But when you look at the insights when you look at their composition analysis when you look at their bad mood body fat percentages when you look at their what we call them visceral fat when you just look at their blood triglycerides basically their blood uh, lipids Mm. it is chaos yes but we have still we have a healthy bmi and what i i was actually reading around and i saw a very interesting uh study it is a, it was a small study but informative nonetheless yeah yes and what they did is that they had these people who are diabetic and uh, others who are not all of them had a bmi that was on average 24.5 which is within normal so they put them on a low calorie diet for 2 weeks and then they helped these people sustain that weight for like 6 weeks yes so what they observed is that these people who had, like uh, the people who had diabetes, Mm. they reduced the fat in their pancreas. Same thing to the blood lipid profiles, they dropped, again, the fat around the liver dropped. And what what the argument was that it was a clear demonstration that it is not so much about, fine, obesity is is a concern, but it is not obesity in the sense of the BMI being all those high levels, 30s and above, but it is any weight that is more than you should have for you, regardless of your BMI. Mm-hmm. And I think this is something people need to be told more than enough because there is just the thought of my BMI is perfect. Mm-hmm. 
But even people who are within normal weight are benefiting, even achieving reversal by losing weight because by observing healthier diets and even weight reduction, they improve the parameters and fat percentages, especially around this visceral, like the main organs. So let's talk about this. Mm. So uh, I'll start with the first one. Uh, BMI versus body composition analysis. Yes. So... Let's let's picture it this way. Mm-hmm. Your body is a bull, is a bookcase. Okay. So BMI concentrates on how many books you can fit inside there. Mm-hmm. Body composition analysis concentrates on the quality of the books you put there, just to make sure you're not putting in blank pages and so forth. Okay. So now imagine. You can mm-hmm. either have a stout book, a stout bookshelf, or you can have a very tall bookshelf, depending on the space you want to hold. Mm. But now this bookshelf does not take into consideration whether you are male or female. Yeah. It doesn't take into consideration whether you're exercising or you are not exercising. Whether it is a revolving bookshelf or not, it does not care. So long mm. as so long as the books are fitting inside, it does not matter. Yeah. So that is BMI. BMI mm-hmm. will classify your weight based on your height. It's simply an index that tries to show how much you're storing in accordance to the space available in your body. Yeah. So the bigger, the bigger your weight, the big, the more you heavy, and the and the shorter you are, the higher your BMI. But mm-hmm. now body composition walks in and tells you, wait a minute. So what if I'm holding more muscle than fat? Mm-hmm. I'm still unhealthy. We have bodybuilders who have about 145 centimeters in height. Yes. And short, but they have weights that are high. Mm. Look at that person and you look at another individual who has a higher height and the mm-hmm. same weight. They might not be of the same health status. True. So it is better to understand the quality of the weight you're holding rather than to do an a screening, an outward screening of the body. So BMI is all about screening, but mm. body composition is more detailed. So yes. there's a, a very rare condition called diabetes insipidus. Mm-hmm. It affects the kidneys. It's simply about how much water can the body hold. So mm. it's against dehydration. Most mm. people present with such a, such a condition, they don't have high BMIs. They have very normal BMIs. Yeah. They're losing weight. They're losing weight. They're losing body water. Mm. So it's more prudent to look at their quality of their body, of their weight, in terms mm-hmm. of water weight. So you look at their extracellular water and their intracellular water and you assess this to understand whether the body is overhydrated or underhydrated and you respond mm-hmm. to that. Yeah. Now, there's also another term that is used to identify people called skinny fat. If mm-hmm. someone is slender, but when you do their blood pressure, it's too mm-hmm meaning they have high levels of cholesterol. Yes, you exercise, you do all those things, 
but the kind of fuel you're putting in your body mm. match it doesn't match someone who is exercising yeah you do not create a positive maintenance regimen only mm-hmm. to fuel the activity with poor calories yeah when you fuel your body with poor calories particularly uh, saturated fatty acids then you get a situation of skinny fat mm. now picture this someone who has 21 kgs of muscle and 30 kgs of fat mm-hmm. the bmi will be stagnant yes definitely yeah. it, read, it might read normal it might read over depending on their height Now, mm. someone with a body with a muscle mass of 30 and a fat mass of 21 will there be a might be different from the previous person no oh yes 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 no it won't it's still the same weight it's 51 kgs each oh 51 kgs i wrote 21 and 30 if you add them it's becoming 51 kgs yes Yes, yes, yes. Or oh, for both of them, yes, both yes. Them, both of them, they are both 51 kgs. They are BM, because they have the same height. Let's say yes, they have yes. the same height. They are yes. the same, yes? Yes, yes. But one of them is not of optimum physique. The person's yes. fat mass of 30 kgs is not of optimum physique. Mm. They will not be as active as the person of 21. 21, yes. But that's body composition analysis it shows you in real time what you are losing now the people doing fasting and dieting and all those um, approaches my advice mm. is do a before and after 3 months mm-hmm. do your body composition before you start yes do one after 3 months because it take 3 months for it to become permanent your the, the mm-hmm. diet and mm. see whether you are losing muscle if you are losing muscle one you're going to start feeling weak mm. your immunity will start suffering your what your immunity will start suffering okay another good way to assess such a person is today walk 5 kilometers tomorrow mm-hmm. walk another 5 kilometers and you're still losing that weight mm. you want to know that it's not muscle that is being lost then those five kilometers you start covering them with ease mm. because you're building durability and tolerance yeah so those those are what you have to do so you can mm-hmm. either do a body impedance analysis with our basic body composition analyzers or mm. do the golden standards of our dexa mm. composition assessment mm. Exactly mimic something like a CT scan. Mhm. So you can do either one of them but the consistency will still show you the, the, the values of before and after will show you what exactly you are losing. Yeah. You know what you have to do. Mm. It's body fat then you know you're on the right track. Track. I think I like I, I what I love most is the bit of uh the full picture what the bmi doesn't tell you and also the bit of consistency again if you are not doing anything don't expect changes yeah 
And then the other thing is about is especially this is especially for those who are fixated on weight. You know, especially people when they start the weight loss journey, they are constantly on the scales. Yes. And sometimes your scale will not even sometimes your scale will even add to the weight. Yeah. And then you end up feeling like uh, nothing is happening or I'm not doing anything. But you see, you are operating from a basis of not actually knowing what's going on inside your body. Yes. Now, I want to go back to diet. Yes. And I want to know what are some of the most common myths and con- misconceptions that you've come across with diet and managing diabetes? Uh, that's a very interesting one. <laughs> the first one is uh-huh. that there is a diabetic diet. So someone comes and tells me, kindly do, do for me a diabetic diet. Like yeah. Say, uh, yes, then, which one is that one? <laughs> <laughs> so there's nothing like a diabetic diet. We talk about portions. Yes. Portions. That is the first one. Two, a diabetic cannot eat sugar. Mm-hmm. Actually, a diabetic can eat sugar so long as they do their carb counting. Mm. Understand the total carb intake within that particular meal and you know how to substitute. Yes. So you can't take sugar. Ah, the third one is honey is not sugar. Mm-hmm. That one especially. What? I don't use I don't use sugar, I use honey. And yeah. I tell them when it comes to glycemic loading. A hundred percent of honey is converted to a hundred percent glucose. <laughs> so okay. It's equivalent to taking sugar. The body will still digest it as sugar. So if you do not take caution with your honey, yeah. you're still getting over the roof uh, glucose reading, especially people doing dawa. When you're diabetic, you need to be careful with that honey ingestion. It's just mm. It's just yeah. So be careful. The other thing is fruits have healthy sugar. So Mm. I can eat as I want. Yes, it does have healthy sugar. It has a lot of benefits. Mm. Glycemic loading. Yes. Fruit is being converted to glucose. Close to 70%. So Mm -hmm. you're investing about 70% of sugar. Yeah. So if you do not take precaution again with your fruits, you will get those high readings. Now, fruit and, salad and blended fruit juices. Yeah. The answer is no. Yes. Do not dare. Mm. Do not dare. It is not easy to portion out and to carbohydrate balance something you have shredded already. Yeah. You are just going to be giving your your body some sugar that it's going to be guessing. And when your body plays guesswork, at the end of the day, you're the one who suffers. Mm. So those are some of the misconceptions and uh, misunderstandings we have. Yeah. Yeah. I love them. (laughs) You love them. (laughs) I love them. I love them because those are the, they are very, very common. They are the commonest. Yes, they are very, very common. And this brings me to caregivers because we find a lot of also the people who are perpetuating these uh, misconceptions are also caregivers so that you will find yes. 
a caregiver is giving, you know, free giving of fruits. And, and another will even be giving juices. And you see for the juicing especially, mm. you have, how many fruits would you need to make a glass of juice? You actually take a lot of food because remember you're getting rid of the pulp and the fibers and the physical things. So you're being left with pure liquid. And then mm-hmm. most people when they blend the juices, they add sugar to give it taste. Yeah. They are going to write there purely no sugar added. And I just laugh. Even some <laughs> of the companies, I won't mention any, I don't want to be so <laughs> Zero sugar added, but when you read the nutritional information and you find that there is something written there, sucrose. And yeah. where is sucrose coming from? Sucrose mm-hmm. or sucrose is sugar. Mm-hmm. Or you find there written corn syrup, a combination of glucose and fructose. And you just mm-hmm. wonder why are these people lying to people? <laughs> so, yeah, it's there. It's there. The, the, the fine print. Always read the fine print. The devil is in the details. True, true. I mean, uh, that is very true. Yeah. So give some tips to the caregivers. Mm-hmm. How can they support this, this, their, their loved ones who are living with diabetes to adopt or to have healthier eating patterns? Number one, please caregivers, if you have a partner, a relative, or a loved one who is diabetic, mm. take time and accompany them for their consultations. Mm-hmm. So that when they are being disclosed to, you can yeah. understand the condition better rather than mm. them coming home to explain to you. I am yeah. diabetic. And then when you read diabetes and you Google on Google, Google tells you no sugar, no this. It gives you a restrictive point of view. Mm. Remember, anyone, anyone can upload to Wikipedia. That's true. Most of the articles you are reading, they are not written by healthcare personnel. They are written by bloggers. Sorry to say, bloggers, I have nothing against you, but we need to stop the misinformation. Mm. Company your loved one to the doctor's office for their consultations and ask all your questions. You'll actually understand more. Mm. also for us we need to accommodate them in our offices and understand that this is the person living with this individual longer than us we only get about 30 minutes to one hour maximum yeah on a daily basis you're in this way or with this person mm. number two we are planning to roll out some uh, some classes for caregivers to teach them about diabetes, not from the patient's point of view, not from the caregiver's point of view, so that mm-hmm. you know how to look out for hypoglycemia, low blood sugar readings, hyperglycemia, high sugar readings, and so forth. Yeah. Also for you to stop stigmatization. Mm-hmm. Someone tells you they're diabetic and then you're like, my God, now what are we going to do? Diabetes is mm-hmm. a manageable condition and people live very long with it. Whatever yeah. is managing the sugars to prevent the onset of complication. Mm. Has succumbed 
to diabetes. You'll never find any death report written succumbed to diabetes. It mm. is and one of the causes of complications is worry. Mm-hmm. Balance of stress hormones, it gives us a lot of challenges when we are trying to balance the medication and the reading. Yeah. Yeah. Stop the stigma. Mm. This information of so-and-so used one, two, three, four, and they are no longer diabetic. Have controlled sugar readings, it does not mean that you are not diabetic. It simply yeah. means you are in control. Diabetes is not a disease you cure. It is a condition that you manage. Mm. It is a condition that you manage. If you sleep up even once, you will start mm-hmm. getting the high readings again. And remember, yeah. your body is as strong as its weakest cells. Diabetes, mm. anytime there is a spike in sugar readings and they become toxic, it keeps hammering at the weakest point and it will continue hammering there until it finally releases. Yeah. Uh, if you look at all the prison movies and when people are planning to break out of jail, they mm-hmm. keep hammering at one point until one chimba shim. Yeah. Sugars do that also. And once they do it, anytime they spike, that's where they'll come and hammer a bit more. Mm. If you are watering plants and you have a pipe that has a hole somewhere, just know that's where there'll be leakages consistently. And until you do something about that hole, mm. you're getting a hundred percent water output at the end of the nozzle. Okay. The other thing is support, support and support. When we talk about physical activity, we are not isolating that individual and putting them in their own cube or square and telling them exercise. Mm. That activity. Yeah. Day-to-day routine. You are part of their day-to-day routine. They wake Mm. up, see you, you're part of preparing their meals and so forth. Mm -hmm. So you can't wash your hands and say that this is a condition for my partner and the doctor. Yeah as much part of the management of the condition as the doctor is. In fact, you are more important than us. Mm-hmm. Medication and we send the client home, you are part of the people who make sure they continue using the medication. That's true. You are very important and critical to the cycle of care we give to diabetics. Please mm-hmm. join at the table. Now, I'll, I'll also comment on something about diets and when we were doing field work and researching about uh, households, we mm-hmm. used a simple classification system of a household. Mm-hmm. We do it from the same pot mm-hmm. That's a household. So that simply mm-hmm. means you are cooking two pots in that house under the guise that this is a diabetic diet and this is our diet. Mm-hmm. We created a second household in that house. The one roof. Yes. A household is classified as a group of individuals eating from the same pot for more than three months. Okay. So please, the best thing to understand is the portions that are safe for your partner, for your loved one. Mm. To understand that, there is no need to prepare two pots in the house. 
some have three pots because there is a child who, by the way, has attained the age of eating from family meals. Even, even now we are saying, when your child clocks six months and they are ready for weaning, yeah. stop doing a secondary pot. Mm. Keep those potatoes from that bowl of yours. So that yeah. this grows up knowing that we are all eating from the same pot. Mm. When you eat from the same pot, you even improve someone's morale and they feel cared and loved for. Yeah. Okay, and also there is nothing like a diabetic diet. I repeat it. So please, even you as a caregiver, following that pattern of eating, mm-hmm. that system of plate preparation, it mm-hmm. does harm your body in any way. You can if, enjoy it. If anything, it could be more beneficial. I was listening to a certain doctor talking about how people use genetics as an excuse. And I say excuse because what he was saying is Mm. some of the things we call genetics are habits we have grown around since we were children. Yeah. So because we have been eating and having certain lifestyles since we knew ourselves or since we were children, then we imagine it is in the genes. Everybody in my family is big. They're not big because they are genetically made up like that. Mm. It's because of the, the lifestyle that you have as a family. You eat certain kinds of foods. You have certain kinds of physical or lack of thereof or physical activity. Mm. So these are not things that are genetic. Yeah. It's a habitual programming, so to speak. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a scenario I experienced when I was doing clinical work in hospital. Mm-hmm. I used to run a CWC clinic. That's a child welfare clinic for immunization and all those questions of, uh, of weaning and uh, complementary feeding and so forth. Yes. I remember there is a mother I was telling, make sure your child eats one, two, three, four. And they're telling me, no, they keep spitting it out and so forth. And I asked the mother one question Who stays with the child the longest in the house? Mm-hmm in the house help and I said told them come in the house help. Mm. House help came and we discussed the diet. It became apparent that those particular things I mentioned, the house helps doesn't love them because she's okay. allergic to them. Okay. The child is seeing the person I'm spending close to eight hours alone with. Yes. These things or even when they are serving they have this notion on their face. Mm. That child is going to touch that particular food item. No. They won't because they are seeing it from someone they trust, someone they spend close to a third of the day alone with. Yeah. They are seeing them react negatively to it. Mm. Now, scenario number two, we were doing uh, we were doing this, we used to call them team building activities so we went out for lunch as a group and we were allowed to even come with our loved ones in our families. Mm-hmm. And I sat at one corner and I was looking at one of my nurses, nursing friends. Mm-hmm. And I saw she was serving for her husband. When she was serving for her husband, she did not put any greens on the plate. Okay. When she served for herself, she did not put any greens on the plate. Okay. She tried to serve for the child putting greens on the plate and the child said no. 
Mm-hmm. Charity begins at home. <laughs> Moral of the story. <laughs> begins at home. <laughs> it really does begin at home. Because <laughs> when that child walks into your office and they have constipation, the yeah. assessment is poor consumption of fiber. Why? The parents are not eating fiber. So it should be actually a whole family issue. Sisi tunakwanga tuna constipation. You are afflicted by the symptoms. Sisi tunakwanga tu hivyo. Unajua tunakaliana siku tano hatujaenda. So for those of you who are dealing with uh, underage Uh, our children, people below 18 years and so forth, mm-hmm. that your choices will become their choices. Yeah. So the sooner you impact the positive practices, mm-hmm. let them not come to learn it in their adulthood. Mm-hmm. Happy when I see children munching on carrots and they are very happy and nuts. Mm-hmm. My heart when I find them with sweets. And I wonder, surely, what are we doing? Considering yeah. the KSL is not the only sweet producer in the country now. For sure. Yeah, competition, authority of Kenya made sure of that. <laughs> yes. And there are even simpler ways to produce sweets. And manufacturers are finding additives that are 10 times or 5 times sweeter than sugar. And they are using it because it is cheaper and so mm. Yeah, we need to impact better dietary practices in our children for their overall health, especially in their childhood, in their adulthood. That, that is true. Ujana, unakuliwa, na uze. Whatever you do when you're young, you mm. 100% feel the effects when you're old. Hey, by the way, I think we the next time we meet, we are going to have to have a group that is in attendance. <laughs> Okay, we can have a group and we have these open forum discussions and just hear them out. Yes, yes, because I, I, I am, I am loving so many, like some, so many of the things you're saying are actually things that happen a lot, a lot. Now you have gone to talk about young people. That's what you just said, Ujana. Ujana unakuliwa na uze. Yes, and that is what now we. That's where we are now, as far as diabetes is concerned. Eh? Yes. We are seeing a lot of young people and by young I mean people in their 20s, people in their 30s, people in their 40s which is still young who are having diabetes. Like traditionally or in years back we thought mm-hmm. or what you would see was that a lot more people who are in their older years would be the ones mm-hmm. having the diabetes. Yeah. But now the age is moving closer and closer to the young people. Yeah. Talk to young people. So, young people or young adults, anyone, especially the the newly employed, let me say that you are testing your past. Huh? Yes, so, yes. That actually, it is that is that a that that cohort that cohort. Eh? Testing your past salary, whether your past salary is your savings from pocket money or whether it is actually something you have earned as a result of doing something, whether it is your, your allowance, mm. your dietary choices really 
matter. Right now, we have mm-hmm. so many eateries offering a wide variety of things. Yes. My advice to you is eat for two reasons only. Mm-hmm. One, for nourishment. If it does not give your body any positivity, don't indulge in it. Mm. Number two, for enjoyment and experience. Okay. All good things are short-lived. Okay. Party, it happens for a night or for about four hours. Mm. Your, your favorite celebrity steps on the stage to perform. They never perform for more than 30 minutes. Have you ever seen someone go for an all-night performance? <laughs> no. They are right. They are there, hyped, happy, jumping, dancing, happy to see them in live performance. Mm. So the same comes back to your plate. All good things are short. Yeah. They're short-lived. Go for that meal and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But don't overindulge. Don't yeah. eat too much. Don't eat too much. Everything in moderation. Right mm. now, at optimum, you're clearing and performing very well. Mm. Age rules, and as you go older, mm. you have two choices. Either to delay the effects of elderliness mm-hmm. and have it catch up to you when you are still in your youth. Yeah. Then you start having arthritis at 30. Mm. When you start, you start saying, my back, oh, my back, oh, my mm. joint, and so forth. Yeah. Take advantage of your youth because that is the time you have. And mm-hmm. this Positive, positive dietary habits. Yeah. Establish a physical routine. If it is going for a walk, if it is going for a jog, if it is going for cycling, finish mm. them. Mm-hmm. That what will lay the foundation of how you will enjoy your golden years. Will you enjoy them in a wheelchair? Will you enjoy them in bed? Will you enjoy them running around after your great-grandchildren and so forth? Yeah. These are the days you set up that plan. Mm. I was also where you are and I was told and I might have snobbed, I know. (laughs) But now I've caught up. I've caught up with myself and I've corrected a few things. Yes. Advising you as someone who has just left there just the other day. Mm. Please learn from our books. Mm. Start being the author of your own. Yeah. Yeah. Indulge in those positive attributes. Establish a physical routine as early as now and eat mm. for reasons only. Nourishment and experience. And all good things are short-lived when it comes to experience. Well, I couldn't say it any better. Yeah. We have those who already have type 2 diabetes in this age group. Mm-hmm. What are key messages that they need to have at their fingertips or what do they need to keep in mind? Number one, as I said, diabetes is a manageable condition which mm. will stop you from living a healthy and full life. Yeah. Number two, speak to your doctors and speak to your diabetologists and endocrinologists, speak to them. 
Let mm-hmm. them understand your point of view. Mm-hmm. Let them understand what challenges you go through and so forth. Mm-hmm. If you come to a consultation room and you keep quiet when we're expecting you to give us your experience so that mm-hmm. we can make the therapy to match what you're experiencing, mm-hmm. don't tell us your experience. We will just mm-hmm. make up therapies based on our books. So speak to us. Yeah. And make sure you are living a full life. Diabetes does not stop you from living a full life. Mm. Number three is follow our instructions or follow the agreed plan. Mm. With you, we develop a plan together, follow it through. It is for mm. your benefit. It is for your benefit. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And now we're talking about dietary intervention. I don't want to miss this one because I think it is critical. So, let me give you my experience. Mm-hmm. So far, we have managed to revise, revise a few conditions, quite a few conditions. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I'll speak about the most notable ones. Yes. Uh, the first one is a lady, I know she'd be very interested to come on and talk about her experience also. Oh, that would be wonderful. She... I remember the first time she walked into my office, she was like, I've been diagnosed with diabetes. I was doing clinic with her. We were following up a child, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she just walks into my office and tells me I've been told I'm diabetic. Mm-hmm. And I asked her, what mm-hmm. did they explain about diabetes? And she told me mm-hmm. nothing. Okay. And I told her, sit down. And the first okay. takes about two hours. And we just sat down and we talked. We even had tea. All right. And in six months, she got off medication. That's wonderful. Uh, right now, with the program, there's a lady uh-huh. that we are following up. And she used to use three injections in a day. Right now, she's down to one. And it's at a lower dose. And it's awesome. in three months. In in three months. Three months, and she's also elderly. Oh, that is wonderful. So when we talk about diabetes reversal, mm-hmm. one of the the first step is if we can get you off any medication, we will do yeah. it. Yeah. Yes. But our greatest concern is the onset of complications. If we get you mm. this medication, will we be introducing mm. a complication? Mm. So if you find you are on a, re- on a reversal program and you're mm-hmm. introduced to insulin as a first step, mm. not a retrogressive step. If you come to yeah. the readings of 17, the first thing I think about is insulin. Mm. let's stop that toxicity then start mm. putting the readings in range yeah have you ever been in a vehicle and then the driver just steps on the brakes all of a sudden yeah how do you feel like your heart wants to leave your body and you're angry at the driver of course <laughs> now Imagine now the second area is you are now approaching the stage and then the driver is reducing speed gradually. 
notice the car coming to a halt. No. Exactly. We would rather reduce it gradually, making sure we clear each step. Remember, mm. build a ladder. Kuanguka kutoka jumba kachini ni haraka. Yeah. There's nothing to stop you in between. But if you're building a staircase, usually scatter, mm-hmm. when do we talk about stairs to heaven rather than nini, ladder to heaven? <laughs> Why do we? <laughs> so that when you fall, you just follow the next step below you. Then could you put on your car? So we do the step by step. We build steps to reversal and remission. Rather than medication, mm-hmm. zero, zero readings, stop medication, readings spike again. Then you yeah. add up, you slide down, you go up, you slide down. Hey, by the end of the day, your cells are tired. They don't know smamuako kwa. Reversal works, but you need to let us assess you and remember mm-hmm. it's not about only getting you off medication, it's to make sure even when mm. you have medication you are still healthy enough to live mm. full and fruitful life ah love that yeah okay quickly to nudges give people some simple things they can do that is a nudge okay so ah number one i, I love this analogy i'm so full of them <laughs> yes, you're full of analogies, which I love. <laughs> you need three types of physical, I would say exercise, physical activity in your life. Mm-hmm. The first one is the steps. If you're working in an office setup, if you can walk from your seat to the reception to pick something and back, don't call. Remove all landlines by the desks. Okay. Reduced as a measure to store, to curb the spread of uh, corona. But right now, mm. my advice is remove it and wear a mask. Walk from your desk to the other desk. Pick whatever you want and walk back. Yeah. Stop calling and asking. Go and mm. physical report yourself. Mm. Walk, do it daily. And upwards of 5,000 steps gives you great results. Number okay. two, physical Schedule physical activity, exercise. 30 minutes in a day. Repeat three times to four times a week. Mm-hmm. Do muscle strengthening in accordance to your weight. Okay. So, there are so many uh, new activities you can do without weights. Just using mm-hmm. weight as a weight. And they'll give mm-hmm. you the benefits of a tone fit body. And the last yeah. one, challenges. Do challenges twice a month. Okay. Walks, that is your Olympic size swimming pool challenges and your hikings and so forth. Remember long distance traders would prepare in advance and then go out and come back. They would do this I think every once in a month or so. But if you mm. look at the caravan or the trail of people walking, none of mm. them <laughs> Wow. Days we would walk to our neighbor's house just to go pick a stirring spoon for cooking yeah. or the roti yeah. for chapatis. Yeah. Every every two three days we would go to the farm to plow to weed and do that. 
Mm. Once a month, we would go for those long distance walks to go for shopping for the whole month and come back. We need yeah. to get back to that. Now, diets. The more complex the sugars on your plates, the better. Mm. Let your body work for it. If you give it freely, yeah, jackpot, even when you win the jackpot, they don't give you that 200 million on the spot. Mm-mm. They give you payouts, but they first take you through training, financial management. Then they help you come up with investment plans. Go buy your government bond, go buy your parcel of land and so forth. So when they are giving you the first allocation of money, they know exactly where you are going to spend it. Mm-hmm. Do the same to your body. Allocate it energy and then utilize it. Eat according okay. to what you're going to do. And remember, eat for nourishment and for experience. And under experience, all good things are short-lived. I love it. Yeah. Now, the last one. We are going to the festive season. We are technically in the festive season. It's already started. Pitia town one or make a meeting. Now make a to reflect us to arrange na tule to to tunavalishanga watu wa graduate kwashingo. But sasa yeah. Somebody for give somebody who's living with diabetes uh, survival tips. Festive season can be something else. Yeah. So and, and especially when it comes to food. Yes. So <laughs> your survival kit number one. If you're packing to go anywhere, pack your glucometer. Please pack your glucometer. Okay. Never leave it. Hmm. Number two, if you're going for those hikes and those strenuous activities, pack some glucose or pack some patco. Okay. Those are the two things you never leave behind. Number three, water, hydration, preferably something with electrolytes. By electrolytes, I mean your lemon water or your cucumber water. Mm. Make sure it's not flat water. Okay. Do not miss those three things on you. The first right. one is a glucometer. The second one is a glucose source. The third one is some hydration source. Three things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. And please, if you can wear a tag written, I am not drunk, I am diabetic, it will really help. People collapse. And people say, mm-hmm. So please, oh, yeah. yeah. If you, they are there, just look for them. I am not drunk, I am diabetic. People understand better. Mm. This person is diabetic and you get the correct response. Because yeah. a diabetic person, when they collapse or they lose consciousness, they sometimes emit some fruity smell from the mouth that can be accidentally confused oh. with the smell of liquor or alcohol. Mm. So yeah, please get that tag. At a camera okay. and, and, and write somewhere you're in case of emergency numbers, please. Mm. In case anything happens to you, there's a line of people who can be reached beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. Then you are somewhere in the dark and people mm-hmm. are safe. Yes. You have mentioned your glucometer, your glucose source, your hydration source, 
a tag that identifies you as a diabetic, it can even be your medical card. Mm-hmm. Please, please, please. The final one I've said, make sure you are in case of emergency numbers are visible. Yeah. <laughs> Very important, but overlooked. <laughs> Yes, yes, that is true. <laughs> and you know, when we come to festivities, it's just making merry and more merry and more merry. Yeah. It almost feels like normal life is put on hold and then we'll come back to it in January. Yeah. So you give a parting shots. So, uh, like I said, continuity, consistency of care is one thing that really improves the outcome of diabetes management. Mm. Part of the consistency is maintaining one clinic, having all your records. Yeah. Very important. Mm. Because remember, our transition of drugs might not be the same as another clinic. You come to me today, you move from me, you go to another clinic, they might start you from ground zero when I already cleared ground zero with you. Yeah. So consistency in care, starts with the clinic, then the plate, mm. then the exercise or the physical activity. Three things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The clinic, the plate, and exercise. Physical activity. Don't call it exercise. People will be afraid. Physical activity. Okay. Physical activity. <laughs> routine, routine. All right. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time, Mika. It has been so insightful and so entertaining as well. I have really loved having this conversation with you. Yeah, I've also enjoyed the time. Thank you. I hope you can tell how much fun I had. I have really, really enjoyed the conversation with Mika. It was super entertaining and also super insightful. He has such practical examples and uh, he just has a way of delivering the message in such an easy and entertaining way, right? So I have tagged Mika on all this um, this, this uh, discussion in the last one on the socials, on Facebook and no, on Instagram rather. So if you would like to get to know more about Mika please go to our socials that is at the natural podcast on instagram and you will find his link now if you found this insightful and helpful please don't forget to share share with your friends share with your family share with anybody who you think could uh, benefit from this information also follow us on the socials because every day we have um, simpler bytes of information that are just as useful and then also don't forget to activate the notification bell on uh, whatever, whichever platform it is that you get your podcasts from because it allows you to get notified every time there's a new episode. And also do rate the show. It helps other people find it and uh, follow. So that's it. Thank you so much for being here. Until the next episode, take care of yourselves and be good. Be good.